to to your point, you get some Thompson submachine gun shipped to your house. If you start doing dumb stuff with it, it would be handled. It would be handled by your community, and they would put you in the dirt, and no one would write an obituary for you. You would not show up in the paper. So, Dickon, like we were just talking about this. Yeah. So this kid, forty yards, yeah, forty yards, fifteen seconds, eight eighty percent hit rate. So eight rounds hit out of ten. Put the put the dude on the ground. Uh, so just for context, guys, we're talking yeah. about the uh, the Greenwood Park mall shooter. Well, I guess you know the Greenwood Park rescuer happened back on the the seventeenth. So rescuer savior. Yeah. We're a little late getting to the game on this, it. but you know some things have happened, uh, especially. The but media, I'm still excited so about it. Yeah, exactly. We're still excited. We're still yeah. gonna we're gonna talk about this a little bit because I love a good uh, I I love a good win. <sighs> we need more wins in this community. It's it's another episode of Good Guy with Gun stops Bad Guy with a Gun. Imagine that. It's too great effect. And you know, hey, Uvalde police officers. Um, this is a case of Take note. a pistol taking out a <laughs> rifle. You know, all your freaking cops standing outside that that classroom with pistols guy, and ARs, and you wouldn't even go in to stop one guy with an AR. Oh, or or shields, or, right? You know, any any other of the multiple or the multitude of tools that you have at your disposal. Not, not right? to mention, it's embarrassing. The overwhelming numbers. Like you could have just walked Holy in there, God. and one of you would have eventually killed that guy uh, but like what's what's doctrine for Valdril six or not Valdril six just an engagement it's three to one right yeah not 300 to one well, at least yeah or did my math go off like there's no if yeah like so weeks after the fact right we have all these reports literally hundreds of officers chilling well i mean like there's no excuse, We're a little off topic, no excuse but, for that. You know, there was also the report that came out that was confirmed that an officer had a shot on him before he even got into the building and was not cleared to fire. Why that guy just didn't say, you know what, screw this, nuts, and man. shot him anyway, I don't know. Bureau- bureaucracy. Yeah. Red tape. Always. Bureaucracy ruins everything. Bureaucracy gets people everything killed. Everything it touches. Yeah. But love that invalidates the, uh, you know, the caring argument you know where you're gonna do against a rifle or you know oh if he's you know you know not close to you or anything um you do what this kid did stabilize your weapon on a post and put eight shots on target in 15 seconds i don't care what he stabilized on the dude was still rocking a hammer right like it's a different monster than just you know sea clamping you know a wall with a rifle you know stabilizing off a wall or a barrier with a rifle it's completely different i mean the guy obviously trains and what i love about this is you know one obviously put the dude in the dirt you know stopped who knows how many people from dying you know who knows the amount of people this guy saved right oh yeah good for him the guy's guy's obviously a hero right but he also single-handedly embarrassed a good 80, 90% of our community. Oh, God, yes. All these people that you keep calling about, you know, 
oh well he carried in a gun free zone we need to we need to follow the law no 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 no, no. It, has anyone verified how far the shot was yeah. like, tony cowden completely oh embarrassed yeah. what a, completely embarrassed 89 percent of the community i i love it because there's no excuse now yeah hang on like and you know people aren't talking about the i think it was like the spouse or girlfriend you know whoever was who was with dickon like that situational awareness and that call out was amazing hey that guy has a long gun from at least 40 yards away like just the the communication the training that they both obviously you know put into their daily lives is really cool to see right because you know whoever was with spouse girlfriend I don't, I don't recall you know hey that guy's a long gun from across the mall and Jake immediately going into action and you know fire on this guy and with you know with righteous marksmanship and put him in the dirt right like it's just awesome and you know i think people are like running they call the dick and drill right 40 yards 10 shots 15 seconds yeah and you know speaking of this tony cowden like (laughs) i backed him for a little too long you know when he went toe-to-toe with you know um lucas botkin all that crap about how well can he do a pull-up or whatever he said like making fun of his physical fitness i'm like this dude weighs like 80 pounds of course he can do a pull-up of course he can pull himself up with all that gear on but still yeah have you watched his videos the dude runs in like full gear with nods on and still puts rounds on target that's better than almost everyone out there (laughs) like yeah and you know i don't care about the you know i don't care about the drama and that should be the whole point so you know i'm so tired of this veteran archetype yeah you know the i'm constantly angry and disgruntled all the time you know look at my record look at all my credentials and my experience you know i'm the authority on this and anyone else is a poser an idiot you know dakota meyer tony cowden uh, tim kennedy i mean whoever else oh, right God. it doesn't it doesn't matter i don't i don't actually care because the drama doesn't matter at the end of the day none of it matters right because you need to be able to protect your family you need to be able to protect your neighbor's community yourself all right that's what actually matters like the fame the poll the likes comments whatever it doesn't it doesn't matter if you know i love the direction that grantham's going with hey none of this matters if you don't get training yeah because it's true same thing lucas pockins says the the drama doesn't matter and if you're in a position where you have like that much influence over you know the young population or or any population for that matter like you need to be above this stuff absolutely like you need you need to be better than right that. and you know like i i get that cowden and botkin kind of buried the hatchet or whatnot or at least they moved on but then here cowden comes back a post three days ago okay i'll ask it has the 40 yards part of dickens putting that lump of down been verified by any legitimate source you mean like the witnesses that were there or the cops that responded or you know the fact that they found the shell casings on the ground and the dude laying way over there like well and who cares about the who cares about the distance right who cares like you should be giving the dude an attaboy like you put him in the dirt right like i don't care how far away he was like the fact that he was four yards away is only another accolade good for him right. 
and it's it, like and like I said earlier, he went ahead and embarrassed you know good eighty percent of the community yeah. guys who were still shooting at seven yards on a flat range. Yeah. Like and then of course you know a day after that, Cowden comes back and does like a little a little demonstration. He's like, oh oh, apparently I made people mad. Like here's here's how I do it, you know. And it's just like yeah. I'm. <laughs> it's just it. It's a really good. Uh, what am I trying to say? It's a really good uh, metaphor for just the community. How instead of like you have this prime example of what we're trying to emulate and what we should be celebrating, and people are finding just any way to make it about themselves or to tear other people down or to divide the community further. That's not what we right. need. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you should be saying, Hey, look at this guy, get good training. Like pick up your handgun every once in a while and dry fire. Right. Like you need to be able to do this. Here is a real life of example of proving you need to be able to shoot past 10 yards. And you know, yeah, your primary, your, your primary scope should be, you know, getting you and your family away. But if you are in the position just save lives, save yeah. lives. And that guy digging, he trained enough. He was comfortable enough with his weapon system in order to engage a threat 40 yards away. Keeping in mind, right, gun safety, you know, knowing what is, you know, around and beyond his target and not having any additional casualties from his fault. He shot what he intended to shoot. Yeah. And that was the threat. Yeah. That's it. No casualties. No no worries. Yeah. I mean, and apparently he the, had like a red the, dot on it, which is great. You know, that it definitely helps awesome. with your ability to engage a target, especially at that range. But then what do you know? On his little follow-up post, Tony Cowden's like, also, if you use a red dot, it means you're more likely to contract monkeypox. What the f***, dude? Like, yeah. what I mean, the it's hell? just, it's... It's just drama. And like, you know, that's the whole thing. People keep talking about, you know, an event or I'm not going to say boo, but you know, I mean, like, you know, after, you know, crap hits the fan, right? The IG likes social media, nothing's going to matter after that. So why are you, why are you, you know, pushing the drama? Right. It makes no sense. If you're in a position like Tony Cowan or Tim Kennedy or whoever with this falling with, this experience that you can be putting off to people mm -hmm. where you could be building people up and, you know, getting people, you know, raising that standard of where we need to be. Like, why are you doing anything else? Right. Why are you even, it's just, it's disappointing. Why are you tearing down a segment of the community when you're supposed to be a two A advocate? Why are you tearing down a segment of the community that, that prefers to use red dots? I mean, I've got a red dot on my Grendel, like on a 45, why? Because I want to yeah. be able to engage targets at a certain distance without having to use my long optic. Yeah, I mean, if anything, you know, and I agree, you should be able to use your, you know, your irons, right? That's yeah, that's more of a weapons familiarization standpoint, right. right? But if you can have something that any more red dots are pretty bulletproof, depending on what you get, you don't have to worry about it. If you get something to make you better, why not? And you know, as long as you train with it, you know the you know your skill, you know. Your equipment is never going to outweigh your skill set, ever. Right. Ever. Right. Like, if you could give someone a $10,000 AR, and if they've never shot an AR in their life, 
Like they're still going to be won out by someone who has a uh, Anderson arms who shoots it every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just the training, the skill set matters more than the equipment every right. day. And I mean, every single that's, day. That's why we got our butts handed to us for, you know, 20 years by a bunch of farmers. Right. Oh God, don't even write funny me enough. But yeah, that's why we harp on this kind of stuff. You know, training, training matters. And this kid obviously had some training, not as much as Tony Cowden. I mean, Tony Cowden he goes out there and shoots pretty much all the time. Dude's a green beret, whatever. And I look at this post and he's like, oh yeah, I shot with irons and I only hit uh, six of nine shots with a stock Glock 43. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so you shot 66%-ish? Like 60% with a, a, yeah. a stock Glock 43 and this kid who has decades less training than you do with a pistol with a red dot hit 80% from 40 yards. So you're telling me he's better than you? He's either he's better than you or the red dot helps. So yeah, my I mean, advice to Tony well, would be I'm throw just, a red dot on your weapon and uh, go shoot that again. Plus, this kid did it under pressure with lives on the line, and you're doing this in the heat of the day. Well, like, don't be Tony. Exactly. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, tired of making it about other people because it's about Dickon. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, the the dude stepped up. The dude did his job, and you know, he saved untold amount of lives. Who knows? You know, and something else. You know, we're talking about this. You know, we're obviously really excited and passionate about this but that's gonna haunt him and his family for the rest of his life yeah like that is going to be you know he's never going to look at the world the same you know and i you know that part breaks my heart you know just that he had to that he and his family had to go through that but still good on him honestly great job of this kid great job of this kid and the police the I think it was the mayor. <clears throat> they all did the right thing instead of like tearing this kid down. Oh, he shouldn't have been carrying in a quote unquote gun free zone. They honored him. So Senator Todd Young even submitted a congressional honor for this kid. Like everybody's been doing the really? right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's like everybody's done the right thing from the police to the mayor to the senator. They're all doing the right thing. They're honoring the the savior essentially they're, they're honoring Dickon for saving so many lives because who knows how many more the freaking dirt napper could have freaking gotten you know yeah i mean and he delayed he essentially delayed hr 1808 for a little while which is subsequently passed the house which is ridiculous but, that, that should definitely go down in in the senate mm -hmm. i can't believe that passed well i mean they had to well, change the rules to get it to pass well, exactly, but go figure. The Democrats cheating this to win. Should be, but this should be the the prime example for everyone mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter what Congress says, it doesn't matter where the police are. It's on you. At the end of the day, it's on you to be your own first responder. It's on you to protect you and your family, and there's no really good reason for you to let legislation get in the way of you doing that. Right. And honestly, there's, if you see a gun free zone, like the only way for people to find out is if you tell them just throwing it out there. Hmm. So, and well, and you know, I don't, 
the thing with you know gun free zones and gun laws is did the did the shooter care nope no no shooter went out ready to you know kill a whole bunch of people didn't care about the laws funny enough but, i mean but the other guy who didn't care about the law saved all those people right and what's the difference it's about what you do yeah the the gunman who you know i'm gonna refuse mm-hmm. to name because it's it's stuff like that that don't deserve i never even heard it i don't even care yeah start with an s i don't care but anyway the gunman went in there to literally murder people to literally take lives and he did Mm -hmm. apparently i think he killed four people injured a few i think i don't know right i know it was at least three people dead yeah but i didn't get the the full stats but regardless people seem to gloss over the fact that these shooters like okay yeah they're 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 killing people but they're ignoring laws like literally they're ignoring gun laws they're ignoring laws that say oh hey you can't murder you know don't murder people don't Mm -hmm. be well and the thing is you know use a little bit of critical thinking here right so the uvalde shooting Mm -hmm. all right so the sure do you really think the sure expected to get out of there alive no 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 he had no exit strategy he had he took no hostages he like that wasn't his intention was to get out alive his intention was to kill as many people as possible right because if you're gonna if you're intending so to get out when alive, you're faced with you're gonna have like you're gonna have a way out a plan yeah. in place right so if you don't do that like if that's the enemy if that's the force that we're like fighting against then you need to consider that yeah if they aren't expecting to get out why would they care about any law well it's just they don't it's the same thing that so the only thing that laws are limiting are the people right and i mean that's it's it. the same crap that we had to deal with in iraq and afghanistan with these suicide gunmen and suicide bombers mm. like they're not intended to get alive mm. they're just there to cause as much bloodshed as possible they're trying to kill as many people as possible before they die they don't care if they die mm. They just care about taking mm-hmm. at least one life. Yeah. And when you're facing that, you need to end the threat. That's it. Like that is the only, that is the only option. And with all those hundreds of police officers at Uvalde, did they go and arrest the no. dude? No, <laughs> they shot him dead, which was the shooter's intention. Right. But you know, right. They also, but a little bit of critical thinking here. So, why in the world would you listen to a piece of paper or a sign on a on a building if it meant your family's life? I tell you what, man. Why why in the world would you do I that? I tell you what, if I end up with a daughter, uh the first thing I'm gonna tell her is we're gonna get you a gun because a restraining order is only a piece of paper. Guys too. Anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. The gun is the great equalizer. I just saw a post coming out of New York where um Two young men, um, I, I don't know if they were teenagers or if they were in their 20s or whatever, but they were beating the crap out of this elderly policeman, like just wailing on him and like his equipment's going flying and like they're backing him towards a door and then all of a sudden one takes off running and the other one's just like calmly walking away as quickly as possible because that policeman had pulled out his Glock and it started aiming at him. So that dude just stopped what he was doing and walked away. I mean, if you're in a two-on-one situation, I want to have a Glock <laughs> or any firearm, yeah. you know? 
if I can get to that firearm, yeah. um, yeah, I, I don't care. Like somebody's getting dropped. Yeah. If you run away, okay, cool. You live to fight another day. But if you're just, but isn't that such a great example? Isn't that such great imagery of everyone knows, like when you pull out a firearm, everybody knows what that is. Everybody understands the ramifications mm-hmm. of that. And most of the time they don't want to play anymore. Right. <laughs> they take their bow and they go home. Yeah. So, I mean, good on digging. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. He did good. Yeah. He did good. And his family's alive. His family's alive. At many the, other at, are alive. At the end of the day. Yeah. Many other people are alive. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Right. Law doesn't matter. Did the law save all those people? No. Did the gun-free zone save the three people that dude killed? No. Another guy with a gun did. A guy who was ready, willing, and able to do the right thing. That's what saved those yep. people. Yep. And here's some data for you. Any any other argument does not yeah. matter. And I mean, here's some data too. Um, CNN saying, well, you know, take that with a grain of salt. CNN is saying that it's rare to have an armed bystander attack an active shooter. Um, this is according to data from the uh, Advanced Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training at Texas State University. Uh, there were 434 active shooter attacks in the U.S. from 2000 to 2021. Uh, active shooter attacks they're defining as uh, one or more shooters killed or attempted to kill multiple unrelated people in a populated place so of those 434 uh, an armed bystander shot the attacker in 22 of those in 10 of those the good guy was a security guard and off their off-duty police officer so hey 12 people 12 people intervened otherwise that were not police officers or security guards. Mm-hmm. So that's great. That number needs to go way up. Way, way, way up. Way, up. Way, way up. Mm-hmm. Imagine, so imagine if one out of ten people carried. Oh, God. D- imagine the ludicrous statistics we'd come out with. Oh, I know. With I that. Know. Do you think that you know, do you think the CIA or FBI would be you know, radicalizing as many people? No. <laughs> to commit these uh, to commit these atrocities? Nope. Because if I had to think, oh, man, you know, if I go to the shopping mall with a rifle, oh, man, there's probably going to be something with a gun there. I'm, it's, that's not going to feel really right. good. Like, you know, you're going to have pause. So, I mean, how does that saying go? An armed, an armed society is a polite society? Mm-hmm. I mean, remember when we would go into academy with with pistols on our hips? I don't think I've gotten more "Hey, how you doing?"s in my life from people that were not employees. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. Like nothing says "Hey, how you doing?" like a forty five on your hip. Yeah, exactly. Well, I never wore it on my hip because I like open carrying. But yeah, yes. you appendix carrying. <laughs> you can find me on. I'm faster than you. Uh. Oh, but you know, yeah. Why isn't, why isn't that the norm? Like imagine if we could get back to where we had men and women willing to, to go that extra step and protect their families and the people around them I mean, to get the training, to actually take that responsibility and carry. I mean, we, it'd be a different world and that's what we're trying to get to, but you know, 
I, I can't wait, man. I love the direction we're going because we're seeing more of this. Where did, and people are celebrating this more. Where did we go wrong? Like, remember, you remember all the tales that, where did we go? Like, remember all the tales from like the twenties and thirties where nobody did this kind of stuff. People, people stopped relying on themselves. People stopped having that personal responsibility. Government stepped in. Hey, I'll handle this for you. Don't worry right. about it. Like, and for whatever reason, the people were like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, honestly, this was kind of hard. Sure. Take it. It's stupid too. Like that's where we, that's where we went wrong. You know, we, so, so think about what's happening now. People are fleeing the cities to go out and live a harder life in the country. Where did we start? We start off with a hard, hard life in the country. People are like, oh man, this is pretty hard. We need to flock to these cities where we can, you know, have a guaranteed wage or whatever. No. So, I mean, where we went, where we went wrong, people, people stopped working for it. People stopped working for it. You know, as as that is to say, you know, when life was harder, when we took more responsibility for ourselves and our families, you didn't see this kind of stuff because people were invested in it. If you offload that responsibility for a job, for housing, for protection, you, you, you get what you deserve. You get what you pay for. Right. Think about this too. Like, so we didn't have the technological advances back then that we did now. And back then you could get, you could get Thompson submachine guns shipped directly to your house from Sears. Why didn't we, why didn't we have more mass You could get a house from Sears. You could get a house from Sears. Yeah. Do it yourself house, literally on Freightline to your doorstep. Regardless to my point, like why didn't we have more mass shootings back then? You could literally get a gun shipped to your house without the federal government getting involved. We didn't have the radios. We didn't have the police response times. We didn't have people. Because people would handle yes. it. Because people would handle maybe it. Because society, you know, society when I was as, when back, or maybe society wasn't as messed up back then <laughs> as it is now. We have more mental health but, problems but now when than you we and did you back were kids. Then. But when you and me were kids, like you remember going to school and there being, you know, shotguns in the, in the back window, yes. of, you know, all those F-250s, yes. like that was like, that's how we grew up. And, you know, we didn't see as much back then, but you know, to, to your point, you get some Thompson submachine guns shipped to your house. If you start doing dumb stuff with it, it would be handled and it would be handled by your community. And they would put you in the dirt and no one would write an obituary for you. You would not show up in the paper. And yet in the collective mind, you would cease to exist. And now here that, and that's called a deterrent. And yet now we have, we have media sources like just glorifying these shooters. You have the families of active shooters suing people for protecting themselves. Or suing police officers for, you know, protecting the public. Or police officers I throwing mean, people in jail about for it. protecting themselves. Yeah. I mean, dude, think about if, you know, there's, you know, some mass shooting or some, you know, school, mall shooting, whatever. And then three people, boom, 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 put them in the dirt. And then you didn't hear about it in the news it's a sad you didn't have a trial you didn't have you know all this evisceration by the media there was no outcry it was oh good for them 
they got their reps in today. Yeah. Like it'd be a completely different society. Yes. We'd be a lot safer oh, too. Yeah. It's, it's a sad, sad day when people have to stop when something like this is going on and thinking, am I going to go to jail for this? Yeah. Why in the world do we need carry insurance, man? Like what kind of world do we live in? It's, it's like, it's terrible. I can't tell you how many, con- yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with, you know, my dad or my father-in-law, you know, about me carrying. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you have to be really careful. And I'm like, yeah, I know I am. I'm currently being careful right now. Um, but they're like, oh, no, well, you could, you know, if you, you know, fire that, then you could go to jail. And it's like, if that gives you pause, like, that's, that's like, that's a real issue, man. I shouldn't have to worry about going to jail for protecting my family. Your first call after getting into something like that should not be your lawyer. It shouldn't have to be your lawyer. My gosh, man, it's insane. Your first call should be to your family. Hey, we're okay. And then end of discussion. Mm-hmm. That's like you're, that's that's done. You make your quick statement to the police, off you go. It shouldn't be, oh, hey, you know, if this happens, then we, you know, you have this, this, and this bank account. We need to, you know, the, oh, I need to call my lawyer. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely insane. But even with all that, I carry every day. I carry everywhere because regardless of, you know, the, you know, the circumstances after the fact, that's my responsibility and that's my job. Yes. And I know we, I know we've harped on that a lot during previous episodes of just like, Hey, this is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. Well, this is why it's your responsibility. It's situations like this. You're protecting your family. This dude was protecting his Mm -hmm. family and he protected so many others as a result. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a prime example of our, of our ethos, mm-hmm. of our, of our guiding principles, right? We have an experience. We have strength, you know, we can protect. So it is our job to do so it is our duty to do so for our families because of our faith, for our neighbors, our communities, for each other. Like it just, it, it permeates into everything that we do and you know this is a perfect example of of why exactly exactly and this is why we tell you to go train this is why we tell you Mm -hmm. they showcase they showcase situational awareness they showcase violence of action marksmanship follow through communication yeah communication excellent this was movement you know i I can't confirm but i heard that he actually you know moved up on the you know on the thread after engaging that that first time yeah so i mean it's i i don't have anything else to say about it dude did a good job absolutely good on you attaboy good on you (laughs) good on you where was he at i think i think we're good on that brother but i mean at the end like as much as we we want to honor the the shooter the good Samaritan, the one that put down this piece, of mm-hmm. the one that put down this piece mm-hmm. of crap. Um, we should probably also, we should probably also honor like the victims. So Pedro Pineda, Rosa Rivera Pineda, uh, Victor Gomez were all shot during this for nothing, yeah, for nothing. They're, they're useless. Their families are just, they've been, I don't think these are the ones that died, but still, I mean, 
even if they were, you know. But no one, but no one should have to go right. through that. Right. The the victims shouldn't have to go through that. The you know Dickens shouldn't Dickens and his family shouldn't have to go through that. And it, you know it it breaks my heart, Nobody man. Deserve. It breaks my heart because they shouldn't have to they shouldn't have to go no, through that. No you know, and screw that guy for you know picking up that rifle wherever he got it and deciding to do evil stuff with it. And by wherever he got it, you mean the uh, the three little three letter alphabet. I said why I said. Mm-hmm. Looks uh, looks oddly but, familiar, including the attachments to uh, a certain recent shooting. Like, it looks exactly the same. Once again, I just, you know, yay for tinfoil caps. But where the hell are these kids picking up just, you know, naked Daniel defenses? Right. Like, dude, like, even with nothing on it, that's expensive. Like, and... You know, we talked about this before, but, you know, people who are, you know, in the mindset of, oh, I'm going to go out and, you know, do this thing. Normally that translates to them being more well-prepared. Yeah. You know, like example being thing of Killdozer. Yeah. Love that movie. Love the guy that did it. Up armored, dude, up armored that tractor, right? Like very, very well. Mm Mm-hmm to great effect so if you know you're going to do this thing and like this is your mindset and your your goal you prepare better for that and so it's just kind of sketchy when you have multiple people in a pretty condensed time frame show up with the same style of rifle and that rifle is not like purpose built you know what I mean? Well, it's like, what was the rifle that like, you it's used? Not, it's not. It, was it a Daniel Defense? It was literally uh, just. V7 or something? I think so, but I mean, it was naked. It had irons. And I think maybe a foregrip. That was it. Like, it was just. No, I think it had, plain Jane. It had a red dot, didn't Blah. it? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it did, man. I think it just well, had the, the irons. So, regardless, this young kid who probably doesn't have the best job goes out and buys mm-hmm. a Daniel Defense, which, if you look on their website, it's $1,900 for this. Mm hmm. Where do you get the money for that? Not to mention the fact that he put the optic on it and bought the ammunition. Plus, he, dude, he had, from reports, he had over 100 rounds of ammunition on him, which isn't that much. That isn't hardly that's like anything. What, that's four three mags. and a half max. Yeah. Plus a handgun, but he only like, used the AR. Well, I mean, he only got the chance to use the AR before Dickens dropped him like a freaking sack of potatoes, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Like eight hits at 40 yards at 15 seconds. That's, that's obscene. Like even if it wasn't forty yards, oh, but eight hits in fifteen seconds during a high pressure no, situation, the dude's monstrous. that is amazing. No, the dude's monstrous. You know, we, you know, like think of marksmanship, any small, miss small, right? Yeah. Going from you know seven yards, which were about seven ten yards, where most people shoot, up to forty. That's a that's, that's a, a stretch. That's a gut almost, check. That's a gut check no for a one, lot of people. Almost no one trains out that far. So the fact that he did that was amazing. But to put. But to put 10 right there, yeah. like that was, it's impressive. Right. Yeah. And from, from cold, from nothing, from I'm going out to the mall with my family to putting a dude in the dirt. I was like, good Absolutely. shot, man. Good for him. The gunman tried to like hide behind one of those little, uh, little advertising things, you know, that you see at the mall that are like bat pit, <laughs> but like he hid behind it and the dude just yeah. still dropped him. Like he staggered him. He put like... Mm-hmm. He was spurting blood There's a big everywhere. Difference between cover and concealment. Slipped on his own blood and fell down trying to run back into the bathroom and died. 
exactly as he should have. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and you can bleep this out, that dude. That good and good he's yeah, I, f- I, I don't feel bad about that no. at all. Because, and, you know, I go round and round with some people. Not round and round, you know, I don't, you know, can arguments or anything, but people, you know, question about, like, my mindset with mm-hmm. that. I don't feel any remorse for this guy. No. Because the thing is, you and me going to the mall, that's not our thought. Like, that's not our thought process. We're not going out to go and harm people. You know what I mean? Like, we we carry, you know, rifles and handguns and all of our equipment to protect people. Yep. You know? So if you go out where I'm trying to have a good time with my family and you're like, man, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to kill a bunch of people. Screw you. Yes. Screw you. And I'm going to put you in the dirt yep. or I'm going to die trying because that's my yep. job. And if I fail, I hope someone else succeeds because screw you for doing I'm that. Glad Dickens was you the know, other person. You don't. That is not a normal. Yeah. You know, that's not a normal thought process. These guys are sick in the head and, you know, good good because you know for me for your family for any other family out there i don't wish that mm-hmm. on them you know and screw that guy for you know, wanting to end all those lives you know he doesn't know who they are he doesn't know what they do he doesn't know what kind of impact they have you know in their family or their communities he doesn't know the love that they share screw you for ending that for no reason at all you know i can't you know i can't find sympathy for yeah, that it's funny too Apparently now when we go out to the mall or the movie theater or whatever, we need to be looking for like these little young um, 80 pound soy boys looking a little suspicious. Because if you notice that, like the last you five mean, shooters have been like super thin, wiry, pasty looking like kids. Essentially. Oh, you mean the, oh, you mean the, you know, bully, depressed, you know, minority kids? Yeah. They're very easily radicalized in Fortune or any other, you know, chat room by three-letter alphabet people. <clears throat> kind of interesting that we should be looking out for the, um, you know, very exposed and malleable community. Mm-hmm. And someone should do a study on yeah, this. It's funny. Well, I mean, we should consider this a study. Hmm. Um, but I just want to point out that, like, the FBI's records are just like on their website. Like you can just look them mm-hmm. up, and they're there. Dude, I'm I'm waiting for it to come out. I'm <laughs> waiting for it to come out. I'm just it's it's gonna be there, and we're gonna we're gonna hear those words. The gunman was on our radar. Hmm. It's always there. It's always there. I mean, think about all the think about the what was it Georgia? Like the the governor being kidnapped oh and God. like all these di- like all these different you know little operations and it's like oh yeah we had informants there oh this was you know an fbi stunt i mean uh, the yeah. government is either really bad at their jobs or they are really good at deceiving the public i mean you know which one it is <laughs> do we though you can't you can't you can't explain away like just what's been happening like the last five years oh, like yeah, forget no. about all the other all the other ridiculous examples right but just think about the last five years and so many other people were like hey 
what was that? Well, it's amazing more like, people what are. The, what the hell's going on? Like, you can't, like, and I don't believe in coincidences, mm-hmm. right? And it would have to be an insane coincidence or just dumb luck for all this to happen, like, without, you know, like, on accident. Like, or some to be so bad at their jobs and yet continue to succeed one after another after another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't buy it. I, I don't either. I, I, I don't. And just for the fact that all these gunmen, like, quite literally almost every single mass shooting that's happened this year, he was last year, radar. the gunman was on the FBI's radar. And what did they do? Mm-hmm. They armed him to the teeth. I mean, they, they did nothing. <laughs> well, and, you know, do you remember the uh, the riots? Yeah. Like, you remember when, you know, there were reports on, uh, like, just pallets of bricks? Like just being laid out along, right. you know, the riders' routes. Make you go, and huh. just, well, and like no one followed up on it. They're just like, why is there a giant pile of bricks right. here? Or like the, like the January six, uh, you know, Capitol party, um, where the guards are just like, oh, you guys want you guys want in? <laughs> you just walk that way, hook a left around the. So if you hit the wire fountain, you've gone too far. Like, no one's going to follow up on that. No one thinks that's weird. Uh, it's too stupid. I don't know, man. Like, January 6th is another is another monster. Another monster entirely. Yeah. But you know what? Don't put yourself in weird situations. Carry everywhere you go. You know, vet your people. Oh, God, yeah. Cause, More often than not, you'll be all right. <laughs> all these, you know, all these gatherings of, you know, supposed like rioters or unrest or whatever mm-hmm. and they're they're it's it's like it's supposed to be a bunch of like supposed white people like you know kkk nazis whatever doing all this stuff and mm-hmm. then you go through and you start looking around and you're just like that dude's fbi 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 like i'm i'm gonna throw out a quick spoiler they all have the same haircut guys yep they all wear those military if, style watches. They lo- all have the same haircut. If you're looking for, if you're looking for any three layer agency or military or formal military, they don't have hair touching their ears. Most more often than not, they're wearing Oakleys. They're wearing a polo or other type shirt. Um, their appearance is neat and kept, well appearing, and they walk with a straight back, and they're. Their posture is better than yours. And if they are continuously analyzing the area around them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, if you want to, you want to know how a military member for a military member walks, they walk through. Yep. They walk through things. That's the one thing that my wife has told me is that when I walk, she can tell how I walk because I walk through things. My chest is out. I'm going forward. That's just, it's a thing. It's just a yep. thing. So, yeah, look for any of the guys that are just pretty much exactly the same, except for, you know, maybe a different color scheme. And you'll wonder. Also, if you're hanging out with all your buddies and you're like, oh, man, we should go to this protest. And then one of your buddies is like, hey, we should burn this mother down. Um, I have news for you. <laughs> he ain't your buddy. <laughs> and it's and it's not good news for he ain't you. your buddy. He's an FBI agent. Or if you're texting somebody and they're just like, hey, man, you ever wanted to just yeah, let loose a little bit, shoot up a mall? That's probably a red flag. Yeah. Block and unfriend. <laughs> unfriend, block. 
delete all your social media and go on a vacation for a while. Unsubscribe from this person. (laughs) Jesus. Help. I think I'm trying to get radicalized. I mean, there's a reason why so many people join the Scientologists. There's a reason why so many of these kids have basically been exposed. Let's not talk about Bohemian Grove. I really don't want to talk about that. We're not going to, but there's a reason why so many of these kids are being exposed as having been in contact with FBI agents, FBI and CIA agents who have then groomed them to become shooters. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I, my tinfoil hat is not on. Like this is fact. This has been hitting the media. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why some of this stuff is happening. It's the James Bond theory. Like these kids are so susceptible to influence. Yeah. That. Well, and and why why are we seeing that so much more now? You asked me that earlier in the episode. All right, what's happening to the nuclear family? Like, forget about you know, just like you know, we can talk about not having a, fi- a father figure all day, but you know, if you have a you know, if you have a nuclear family where you know you have a divorce, so mom and dad aren't in the picture anymore, you don't get the full picture of who you're supposed to be, yeah, and how you're supposed to act. Yeah. Like that, that is gone, and that opens up the door for so much nonsense. Well, how? All right. If you don't have a father figure, how are you supposed to learn how to protect, how to nurture? You know, how are you supposed to hold those hand in hand when you haven't seen it done before? As a man, you and I should be able to go put down some dick in a mall and then go home and deliver a calf or, you know, help mama, you know, uh, you know, like bottle feed a baby or change a diaper. You need to be able to do all these things. If you can't, like, if you don't see that when you're growing up, how can we expect you to do that? Yeah. I mean, and it's so much easier to, you know, for people to go in and say, oh, you're angry. I can work with that. How far back do we have to go you to know? find the right style of parenting? Because the kids today, the stuff that's going wrong can be attributed to how things were done with their parents. And it was shifted then because of how they felt they were treated by their parents before them how far back do we have to go to find the right style of parenting and i'm not saying it's the right style but i'm saying we didn't have mass shootings back in 1940 yeah and you know we can get as far into weeds as we want you know i'm a christian i believe that you know there's sin in everybody there's we live in a sinful fallen Mm -hmm. world you know we're not going to find perfect here there is no perfect right but if you're talking about just you know like the you know, a, a good traditional, you know, family where this stuff didn't happen. <sighs> Something we don't really talk about is discipline. You know, like I, you know, I'm a pediatric nurse and I get all kinds of people coming into my clinic every day. And, you know, I can tell you who, you know, disciplines their kids and who doesn't. Oh God. Yeah. It's a direct correlation. Right. And people have for forgotten that. I don't know when we lost it, man. Like, I don't know how far back to look, but when you look back on families that worked together, that played together, who had set boundaries, both for parents and for children, and those standards were enforced with discipline that wasn't disciplined out anger, Mm -hmm. that wasn't spiteful, that, you know, things were a lot, lot different. All right, got a little bit of a, a little bit of wild hair there, but... I mean, this all, this this all rolls together, right? And it kind of rolls into the whole 
point of this project you know it's not just fighting it's not just soldiering you know we're we talk a lot about soldiering because that's our background we want to get into more skill sharing more into like the homesteading or homesteading um gardening all those kinds of skill sets but the whole point of it is trying to get to a point to where everyone comes back to where you are responsible for yourself right you know taking care of your land taking care of your food growing your own food taking care of animals being able to protect all of that you know building those communities so that you don't have to rely on 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 the government anymore because you know that's i think that's where the you know the problems lie when the government gets big we see problems shocker you know if you don't have to rely on the government for a supply line for food for electricity for water you know think about if instead of having to you know pay what property taxes or pay your water bill or electricity bill if you had a well you had solar power wind power hydropower thermal batteries whatever you know think about think about if that wasn't a worry for you if the grid went down if you didn't have to worry about that well yeah i need or you didn't have to worry about people like allocating your resources without asking you i mean and that's kind of what we're starting to get into too is like now we've got big bigger organizations talking about how you know people shouldn't own cars we should be borrowing their yeah. cars like what mm-hmm. what what are we talking about here we're, we're talking we're slowly yeah. sliding towards communism here where the government gives us what we're supposed to have like is this not raising well, a red I mean, flag so with anybody I, else well that's the thing man like if i if you and me pay off our house like that's not free and clear <laughs> like we still pay property taxes yep. how does that work yep if i own my own land free and clear why do i still have to pay the government for that this is the same government that like, stole that land so they could then yeah. lease it because let's be honest doesn't matter if you own your home you're still leasing this land from the federal government yeah i mean think about it. if i own two three hundred acres and then the government wants to run a highway right through the north pasture domain they can they can yep, do that they'll take it they can be like oh hey man sorry about it here's some money that doesn't you know that doesn't equate to what it used to a couple hundred years well, ago it's, it's not even that it's like it they it doesn't it's not even a measure of they can what literally it is worth or what take it was it. worth they'll pay you pennies but they took it and they'll just take it yeah. they'll either pay you pennies or they'll pay you nothing at all and they'll take it i mean the domain doesn't matter if it's quote unquote your land or not like how is you know everyone wants to be a law-abiding citizen in a good and just country right so would a good and just government do that no you don't take things that aren't yours unless you're the government because and and then it's magically okay and again i'm not trying to put a tinfoil hat on tinfoil hats off governments are inherently corrupt and evil because they mm-hmm. are run by men and women who just are in it for themselves they're in it for power yeah and as it stands 
the people you want in leadership are the people that don't want to be in leadership. They don't want to be there. They don't want to be president. Like, I think Joe Rogan had this exact same conversation with somebody at one point was like, you know, you don't want somebody to be president who wants to be president, who's like, oh yeah, I deserve to be president. No, no, no. You want somebody to be president who doesn't want the job, but they take it anyway yeah. because they feel like they can do some good or it's, or it's their mm-hmm. duty to do some good. These people like, yeah. well, essentially every single president we've had since the founding fathers has been a corrupt bureaucrat who's wanted the job and yeah. wanted the power. And that's where we're at. Like you can drain the. What's well, one of the first things that George Washington did as president? I don't remember. I wasn't alive back. Well, I was, but he enforced the whiskey task with violence. Oh yeah, or the threat of violence. Uh... Well, the first things he did. This country was founded because of attacks. We rebelled because of a tax, and the first thing we did was tax the people. It wasn't even high. that's a great it wasn't idea. even a higher tax than the the tea tax, wasn't it? I don't even know, man. But it was whiskey, and that's a low mm-hmm. blow. Oh, yeah, whiskey. Tax. Especially thinking about it. if I'm a colonial, you know, well, newly minted American, right? I just went over and fought this war for a long time, getting shot at by muskets that were, you know the size of a 50 cal yeah i'm gonna get done fighting this war and then you're going to tax my whiskey really right like that's just messed up so back then quick google search shows that um large producers paid the uh tax annually at a rate of six cents per gallon and goodness if you look at current tax uh distilled spirits are currently subject to a 13.5 percent federal excise tax so per a gallon it's 50 bucks we pay more taxes now than we did back then but yet our ancestors Mm -hmm. rebelled over whiskey taxes and tea taxes and goods and service taxes whatever You, you know what i meant but yet we're just mm-hmm. allowing this stuff to happen because of, oh, well, we need to pay for roads. and No, we don't. Well, they <laughs> they rebelled because the government, their government was not following its own laws. Well, not much has What's changed. What's currently happening right now. <laughs> not much has changed. Uh, yeah. But we do need to wrap this yeah, up. I so I, I would just say the whole point of this, the entire project, is to take care of people. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to share our experience, share our skill set, raise the standard of people so that atrocities like this don't happen anymore. So we don't have to rely on something that is tyrannical, a body of people who do not care about their people. So we don't have to deal with that anymore. Yep. Yep. Cause I, I truly believe that if we, you know, if we do what we're setting out to do, if we get people up to, you know, that standard, that, that goal that we're, that we're setting, it's going to be a whole different world. If I only have like two things to say at the end of this, number one, if you think that the government cares about you or your plight as an individual citizen, you're wrong. And number two, Eli Dickin, good work, man.
do it again. Yeah, good on you. <laughs> Gosh, I hope he doesn't have to do it I again. I do too, but still. That'd I'm be the glad worst. he did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad he did too. Good for him. Absolutely. And I guess my my parting word would be from 30 seconds out. No one's coming. It's up to us. All right. Join us on the next episode. We're going to be talking about uh, fieldcraft, fire, and water. This has been Hard Times, Strong Men. Stay in the fight. Bye, everybody.